Welcome in to the IPL podcast, episode number nine. And uh, if you can, if you hear us, uh, we are not uh, at my usual setup of in my house or in Parker's car. Uh, we are doing this via Zoom because we all have lives and we unfortunately can't be together all the time. Uh, so we have to do it all from our humble abode. So I am in my my apartment. Uh, Ian's at his house. Parker's at his house. Uh, I'm in a uh, CIA safe house right now. Oh, okay. So that yeah. is why you're having <laughs> phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> they let me do this though. They're they're huge fans. <laughs> hey. See, I knew I knew we had some big fans out there. I didn't know they were federal, but that's yeah, they can't subscribe though, you know, because they're like the whole thing, CIA thing. But yeah, they're huge fans. Yeah. Hey, hey. At least that I'm just happy we got some out there, and you know they're up in high places, so that means we got we got them credentials. Uh, but fellas, how how you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing good. I had a productive day today. I did some, uh, did some schoolwork, got my oil, oil changed, uh, got a car wash productive day. There you go. Work was not super fun, but I'm happy that we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been, I've been strapped to a radio board all day long. Uh, so I am, I'm very much tired, but at the same time, I'm happy to be doing the podcast with y'all. And also, I think since we've got this on zoom, I'll probably just upload the the video footage that we got going on right now. I'll probably upload that to YouTube and kind of make a little, like have our little logo be a little thumbnail. So that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. I'll be able to add our, you our visuals to it, to a podcast for once. So that'd be cool. Um, yeah. You might have to blur my face out, but it's fine. <laughs> They're going to see me just like, just stop what I'm saying and just react to random stuff. I think me and Levi are watching dynamite right now aw dynamite yeah they just did a table spot and i was like whoa yeah so if anybody is watching the video version of this and also you'll probably hear through the audio uh but yeah both meeting are watching aw dynamite so i know parker rolled his eyes a little bit when he first heard that <laughs> hey we, we got to get in our wednesday night wrestling come on hey uh i'm glad that you guys have something to watch on wednesday nights because i got nothing Oh, baseball. So, that's true. Oh, yeah, baseball. <laughs> I'm going to mute myself real quick. <laughs> the dog's got to get a word in, too. Uh-oh. The dog hates baseball. <laughs> Mentioned baseball. No, no baseball. Eliminate the shift. <laughs> no, he heard ball and just went crazy. That's probably what happened. I just imagine like a, an old grandpa dog, just like the second base in our in extra innings is the dumbest thing. What do you mean? The MLB partnered with a CBD company. <laughs> Cause that, that just came the out. Balls are juiced. I liked it better in the seventies. I used to watch, I used to watch Roger Maris. Aaron judge sucks. Babe Ruth is my favorite baseball player. He's the best of all time. I heard Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, Mickey Mouse, uh, MLB record, Barry Bonds, real home run king. Yankees suck. I don't, I don't care. Sorry, Parker. I know you're a Yankee fan, but all right, that's all. That's all the talk we have time for. We have for baseball. Well, we were what we were talking about was like we imagine your dog is just like a baseball hater, like a Twitter troll, like eliminate uh, the shift, cowards. 
What do you mean the C the MLB partner with the CBD company? The Guardians. What the heck? <laughs> My dogs are not PC. <laughs> Is what that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, my dogs were real big uh, Redskin fans. Yeah. Oh gosh! No, yeah, I'm I get that. You know. Yeah, no. Have you guys seen the um, Commanders rap video? No, I haven't. You guys, have you heard about it though? The left. I've heard about it. I heard about it. I heard about it. Coming. I have not. No. It's actually pretty good. Is it like a team thing? No, I think I think it's just some dude. Oh. Let me find it real quick. Dude, the commanders are the best one and four team in the NFL. Oh, I guess the Patriots and the uh, Raiders too. The Steelers. And the, yeah, the Steelers. <laughs> this is a catastrophe. And even the Jets are doing better. Dude, Jersey Jerry is out on uh, Mike Tomlin, who's only like the only coach ever to have only winning seasons. Yeah. Well, I got a there's a guy who did a podcast with. He's like, man, Mike Tomlin screwed Mason Rudolph. You cheated on us. Oh my gosh! I don't do the podcast anymore. Oh, this, I did that one first, so technically I cheated on him. <laughs> oh, you're two time Ian. But no, but I I left that podcast because the shite the. What did I just say? The site shut down. Oh, Cowboys uh, ride for free. That's what oh, I was doing. Yeah. I'm still under black. So, technically, you're not a cowboy, but we're still doing this for free. I always have. <laughs> I got I got paid twenty bucks a month for doing that. So, uh, get probably paid well, that. Speaking of cowboys, we've got some recapping to do. Uh, the Baylor game and the Texas Tech game. What are your thoughts? Two uh, wins, obviously, for OSU. Uh, big win in Waco and then squeaked one out in Stillwater. What do y'all think? Levi, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? Sure. Uh, I'll start off with the Baylor one since that is the oldest one. Uh really good outing overall. I, to me, defense and the special teams really put that win over the top. Uh, Spencer, he had an okay game. Spencer Sanders had a good game. It wasn't anything mind blowing. It wasn't uh, like top tier highest been 400 yards out of game. I think he had like 198, 189, somewhere around there, like a touchdown and interception, got some, some stuff on the ground. It was all right. But special teams returned by uh, by Nixon, the 98-yard uh, return. Uh, Tom Hutton on a phenomenal punt that helped lead to safety. Uh, really good. And then for Tech, Jesus, goodness, Morton, and Morton uh, Baron Morton, the, uh, the freshman. I'll, I'll go with the, the tweet that somehow was able to get like, a, like 200 likes. Uh, why is it that third string QBs love to have the breakout game against Oklahoma state? I, I don't understand it because that brings me back Brock Purdy flashbacks, uh, and oh. Alan Bowman flashbacks as well. Oh. And I don't understand it, but it happens against Oklahoma state and Baron Morton 
was phenomenal. I, I don't, I, if I'm tech, that's the guy for now. That's, that's, that's your new Alan Bowman. That's the, that's the Brock Purdy guy that you've got to run with. Uh, tech definitely made some really good moves and they played really well. Spencer was really nice. And to me, that was a really big game. Cause that was one of those where everybody was going into it. Like that's the trap game. That's the game where things are going to end up rolling out of place, but you were able to keep it contained. A lot of young guys ended up having to play. So it, to me, there was a, there was some negative in there, but there was a lot of positive being able to come out of that tech game with a win. Guys. I feel like it's just me. We've been very lucky. We've been very fortunate to win the past two games, even though we've, we've covered and everything, there's just been multiple times where I, I think that we are going to lose immediately. That Texas tech game, I kind of think signified that we are not, we're not a top 10 team. I don't think we're there as a placeholder. I think we are going to lose to either TC or Texas. I think the Alamo bowl train is still alive and well. Spencer Sanders has been wait for it. Good. <gasps> oh, 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 I'm sorry. Ian. Uh, you said something. There's going to be a, but there's going to be a, but, Oh yeah. There always is a, but come on. No, there actually wasn't. I mean, he, he'll probably stink it up in the next two games. Somehow, there, it is. there it is. There it is. Somehow he may not, he may not. But I, this, I'm not nerd. I'm more, I think we're going to lose to Texas. I, I think we're going to lose to Texas because Quinn Ewers and that Texas offense will torch. They will torch probably the rest of the opponents they face this year. This OSU offense is a shell of what it was. And I know it's tech. And tech's going to do tech things. I'm just not, I'm not feeling it this year. I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to just losing. And, and just now that we can acknowledge that we are not, we're not going to, we're not a playoff team. We're not a, what about the Baylor game? How can you call that game lucky? We just, we outplayed them in all three phases of the game. Well, we had to, Having a kickoff return. That's touchdown. a part of the game. It is, like, but. Oh my goodness. We won all three there's luck in the game. We're a terrible team. I said we're not a top 10 team. I did not say we were a terrible team. My thing is, if you're looking where we're going to lose, you pick the wrong side of the ball, in my opinion. It's the defense that is going to have a tough time. That defensive line. I just said that. Uh, you said offense. I said Colin defense. Oliver. No, is I said AWOL. the defense was going to be bad. I thought you said Colin that. Oliver is a wall. Yeah, he had a he had the big sack against Baylor, but he has been. I mean, he's a preseason like All American, and what does he have? Two sacks. I understand. We talked about this earlier in the year um, that Rodriguez and Harper opened up a lot of holes for Oliver, and I get that, but. 
I still think that with Tyler Lacey and Trace Ford kind of coming into his own, we've seen that Trace Ford is, I mean, he was like the comeback player of the week or whatever. Yeah. He's been, um, for Colin Oliver should before. be getting more pressure. I just don't, I honestly don't understand. See, that's the thing is what happens when you have a lot of depth everywhere. Uh, everybody else is starting to get open. Like one of the, like one of the big defenders for Oklahoma state's been Ben Kapensky. He's been, he's been a mm-hmm. monster yeah. on the inside. And again, trace forward. And to me, like the most improved player on this squad. And like, I understand that they're going to come back player of the year. It trace forwards in that, like the most improved is Mason Cobb. He has been mm-hmm. excellent. He has been really, really good. Been able to get the yeah. angles and closing speed. Like, like we were worried about him because you know the limited uh reps that we'd seen from him he was not great but he really stepped up uh, and has kind of taken on one of those roles uh benson has been all right the other linebacker uh he's had some injury problems he definitely got hurt in that tech game but he was able to come back in um he's been fine i, I you know brock martin has been great evers has been great on the defensive line uh they're I just don't know, man. I, I feel like the secondary was always going to be an issue. And now it's even more of an issue with Corey black hurting his hamstring and Kendall Daniels is now suspended for the first half of the TCU game. Um, but I just thought that they would get a lot more pressure. I don't know. I know Jim Knowles, that's like what he was so good at dialing up those blitzes. Um, and we really, really missed that. I think Derek Mason the principles of the defense are this basically the same, but he's just not as good of an in-game coach as Knowles was. That that makes sense to me, man. And you know what's surprising? I feel like Colin Oliver has had a quiet year. He's got three sacks right now. I mean, yeah, three sacks is solid, but I mean for him, we were expecting, you know, double digit sacks. And we're still only in what? Game five, game six coming up. Game five, game yeah, six. Game six. I mean, he could still he, he could still make it. To me, it's it's not that surprising when you got players everywhere. When we talk about how this squad can go three deep in that 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 defensive line, that it doesn't surprise me that the guy. I understand he's a guy who had an incredible year last year, but whenever you have everybody really stepping up, when you have Tyler Lacey, like. Has had an explosive year. Ben Kapinski has been predator. Evers uh, seen some stuff from Tui Holomock every once in a while. It's a little bit of oh yeah. See, I mean, when you got four, like when you go that deep, you're not going to be able to get that same production, which very much stinks. But it's because everybody else is having explosive moments as well. Yeah, and I think too, like a lot of those sacks that Colin Oliver got were because of the coverage last year like coverage sacks. Um, and that's just not this case this year with this young secondary. I feel like they've held up all right coming up until the tech game. And then a couple of them went down and Morton, he was just exposing, uh, what was his name? Cam Smith, yeah. the backup to Corey black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was in trouble. Um, as soon as that happened, I mean, they immediately started going to him. And Tech's receivers are really good. That's something Gundy said, like, in the press conference, was that he thought that the defense played all right. It's just the Tech receivers just made a bunch of good plays. Um, but 
let's talk about the, the tech game. How many replays can you have? Like that was the most replays I've ever seen in my life. Tinfoil hat. Oh. Uh, refs had an agenda for Fox. It's so tinfoil hat. It's not true, but the amount of replays, and there was a lot of them that were just on obvious things that there shouldn't have been so many replays, but there's a couple of things that made sense. You had to replay, but there was a lot out there that was just, it was just wasting the time, man. That Stefan uh, Johnson was, that was not a catch. Really? I know they, re- I know they replayed it and I watched it in slow-mo, but I was, I was literally where I sit at the stadium is down that sideline. And I was watching that and I feel like he was out, but they, they frame by frame, I guess you can convince yourself that he got a foot in, but that was a huge third down. And so, I mean, I was happy, yeah. but there was just like the referees and the targeting call. Um, you know, by the letter of the law, I think that that was targeting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seriously, when they announced that he was going to be ejected, that's the loudest I've ever tied for the loudest I've ever heard Boone Pickett stadium. I couldn't hear. Oh yeah. For whenever uh, Kendall Daniels got ejected. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you guys think that was a legit call? Because to me, whenever as your quarter with a quarterback, just standing there in the pocket, it looked like he turned into it. It looked like he, the turn going into him getting that, that tackle and just, Boom! That's where that major contact is. The targeting, the targeting. I agree with the roughing the passer is the biggest crock of baloney ever. He did. He was not throwing the ball. Like it literally just. He was not throwing it. There's no way that he because he was a passer in that situation. Also, earlier in the game, the non-fumble fumble, 100% was a fumble. Like he was not throwing that ball. It fell out of his hand, oh. and they said that he was. He, that was forward motion. I do remember that. That was, yeah, there was a lot of. So calls. Texas Tech got lucky. Texas Tech got lucky because if that's not called roughing the passer, yes, they might have called the targeting, but that was a safety, right? Or was that incomplete? I don't remember. I don't remember what happened. I believe that was going to be a safety. That was either safety or on like the one yard line. And that was on third down too. So they would have been back either way. They would have been backed up having to punt or a safety or ah, it was just, it was an unfortunate call. Yeah. Back to your, back to your point though, Ian, I, I don't think the Baylor game was luck. I honestly think OSU outcoached Baylor. Aranda, we know that he goes for those crazy fourth downs, but I mean, those caught up with him. I mean, at the end of that game. And I, I think that they outcoached Baylor, and I think that they outplayed him in every facet. And then the Texas Tech game, they were dealing with injuries. Spencer played some hero ball, and we got the job done. Um, I, I think that last year, Spencer Sanders, we lose that Tech game 24-10. to 10. Oh, yeah, because he would have thrown, you know, five interceptions. I, yeah, with how, he with how threw, much he, he was almost threw three interceptions against Texas Tech. There was 
I was like, how is that not an interception? How I is only that counted two. I only counted two that were off the hands of a tech defender, but okay, then it might have been two. The but Baylor I, interception was bad. I got I got real nervous as uh, Levi and I are part of the Spencer Sanders bandwagon. That looked like old Spencer. Mm-hmm. We got I got real nervous. He shown he showed glimpses against Texas Tech. Also, like half of his like he did good. He he rushed the ball really well. But if we're talking about a throwing quarterback, he's a system guy. He throws little five yard checkouts, five yard checkdowns, little two yard, two yard dumps, and then he runs for eight yards. And we're like, oh, he's a good quarterback. And we're totally gonna ignore the bombs that he ends up throwing every couple of games. And he, he wasn't uh, – Braden Johnson went down early in that game, and then you got to play Jaden Bray in his first game back. I mean, Wait, he no. probably had like 12 uh, – uh, what, what is that called when you, fed it to, throw, it, you to, throw it to a guy? Oh. Uh, targets, targets. He probably had like 12 or 13 targets literally in his first game back because Braden Johnson went down. Force fed it to him. Well, you're talking about the – you mentioned bombs. You talk about the bombs that the receivers literally have to moss people just to get because he either underthrew them or overthrew them. Oh no, I'm talking about the ones that he puts in the perfect spot that only his wide receivers can get. The Bryson Green that was a good throw mm-hmm. and a great catch. Yeah. Bryson Green is good. Yeah, Bryson also, Green is good. I'm really on the Stephon Johnson breakout, like. Stephon Johnson has been really good for himself. He's played better than Presley. Presley can do jet sweeps. He's, Presley's really good on he's an okay punt returns. Yeah, great on punt returns. You you basically have him in a Dylan Stoner role, dude. Now, the Dylan Stone, uh, John Paul Richardson also has been really good for the offense. Yeah. I was about to say that. The receiving room is insane. Yeah. I think Braden Johnson was emerging as like his number one target. And then he goes down early in that game. And old Spencer would have panicked and thrown a bunch of interceptions. And he just, you can tell that he's comfortable in the offense now. Yeah. And now with him comfortable i mean to me i think these next two games are the toughest of the season mm-hmm. i think tcu with max duggan i hate giving him credit but dude has been phenomenal this year especially like with the almost months worth of performance. he's a lot like sanders people are comparing him and sanders because of like how they used to play and then this year they've just broke out and i i think it makes a lot of sense because during duggan's time when he first started force-feeding Jalen Rager. And yes, I know what Rager is now in the NFL, but Rager at TCU was a monster. And guess what? Whenever Spencer had the chance, the force-feeding to Tylen Wallace, the force-feeding to Tay Martin last year, he's he's been doing that to a lot of wide receivers. So, And now it feels like ever since that Notre Dame game, it's changing up and trying to get it to a lot of people, unless you are Jaden Bray last game where he got like 12 targets. But it, it seems like both of these guys have widened out their discography a little bit. 
Yeah. Should we talk about some other games? Well, let's talk about OU. <laughs> yeah. So since our IPL field trip to mm-hmm. Owen Field, um, where they lost to Kansas State, they have since lost two games in a row, now three games in a row, uh, getting absolutely blown off the field by TCU in Texas. Um, they're the worst team in the Big 12. Uh, West Virginia still exists. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't oh, I would have said Iowa State, but. I feel like Iowa State can at least throw some stuff out there. What does West Virginia have? Depression? Cool cool Mountain View? Yeah, West Virginia is not Ouchies. great. OU has the worst defense. How about that? Hey, I'm willing to okay. go on that hill. Because whenever. Dylan- even when they have Dylan Gabriel, they're not great. That's. Mm. That's. Yeah. True. And then. Do you guys think Dylan Gabriel plays against Kansas? Dude, I don't know. Probably. Because if, if he's not, then Kansas is winning. Kansas yeah. is down to their backup quarterback now, but yeah. No, no, Jason Bean is good. He played against TCU. He played against OU last year, and they got really close to him not for some Caleb Williams, lateral voodoo, whatever that play was. The thing is, uh, Jalen Daniels may not be fully out. The reports that came out yesterday – uh, turns out that guy that put it out, eh, no, nah, he didn't really uh, have the credentials that he had. So mm. it was kind of phony credentials because the people that he yeah. put on his Twitter bio uh, said, yeah, no, he did some side work for us, but never fully represented us. So yeah, he's at least out for a while though. He's out for a little bit, but he literally put on Twitter like whenever he saw that news that he's out for the season, like, oh, that's the first time I heard it. And then immediately after Lance Leipold put a pit, picture of Jalen Daniels with his hands up high and what was like a severe shoulder separation said in that dude's report, uh, didn't look like it was severely separated, but probably, probably like a strain or something, but no one's well, either way an official mm-hmm. update. Oh, you is like an eight point favorite. Saturday. It's I think it's either a brand thing or they Vegas really likes Jalen Daniels. Vegas, um, Vegas, Vegas is Vegas. Vegas probably knows some we don't. Um, I just don't understand. Like, it, I I assume this means Gabriel's playing. I, That's what that has to mean. I think to me, and this is just personally me. Uh, I think it's part of that Vegas does not buy into Kansas because Kansas is still Kansas, uh, and they're just not buying into it like everybody else is. And I could see that being a legit reason. And you go with OU in, within the past lifetime until the last time that can that uh, OU has been good or that wasn't good in Kansas was good was probably before our great grandparents were alive. So yeah. I could understand completely going with what is usually considered chalk and going OU. So I, it, it doesn't surprise me that Kansas is favored because you just don't believe in K- Kansas. Did you know that every single FBS team scored a touchdown Saturday except for OU? Yeah. <laughs> the only two teams to get shut out are Georgia Tech and Oklahoma this season. If, if Davis Bevel plays, OU doesn't score points. He's, yeah. he's beyond terrible. Like He's seriously one of the worst quarterbacks I've, I've ever seen. It's time for them to make a booty call. Yeah, hashtag give booty a chance. Or Nick Evers. 
Ah, come on. Oh, probably. That's probably the right call, but that's not as fun. They also have a guy, uh, Micah Bowen, who was uh, a big recruit that went to Penn State and then transferred. Um, See, me and Ian are trying to have a funny moment here. You're trying to be. (laughs) I know, I know. We all want General Booty. We want the general. Okay, hold on. We need to. I, I need to talk about something real quick. Levi, are you seeing what I'm seeing on Diamond right now? Uh, I think so. Okay, Billy Gunn's just been doing a strip tease for like five minutes. Oh Jesus! He's like, he's like trying to take off his pants. No, I don't. I don't want to see it. Huge bonk. Uh, he don't forget in in WWE he was. Yeah, he was. He was the butt man. He was the butt man. You're. You're saying that the, na- the nice way I was going to say it is legit way, but yeah, he was the button. That was his game. Yeah. Would you like to read the lyrics to that? <laughs> no, no, we don't have the time. And I know we have, I, 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 do it. I might be crazy, but I think, OU pulls it out. I just, no, I, I, I refuse. It's one of those things that I, I will believe it when I see it. Like I will not believe that OU loses to Kansas at all, I, until I see it. I, I'm going Kansas because from the outside looking in, it looks like Venables has lost everything. Dude, I've been hearing that. I no way they fire him, but if they did. I've heard that he's lost the locker room, which is kind of crazy. Like we're barely, we're not even halfway through the Big Twelve conference yet. Like we're only like one two games in, and you lost everybody already. My goodness. And to me, it's not surprising because everybody that was brought in is either from the Lincoln Riley regime or was kind of last minute. We need to fill the roster because Lincoln Riley took everybody. So, I'm not but that's what, that's what OU fans are complaining about though. Like if like other teams have built good teams from the portal and OU just has a terrible team. Okay. Like the guys that you got from the portal were bad. They're complaining that a guy who was shoved in here last minute has to deal with the consequences of being shoved in last minute. Wow. I it's hey, it wasn't last minute. Lincoln Riley left before the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, but Venables didn't he get the job like when did Venables get the job though? I mean, it did it did seemingly take them a little bit longer, but I mean, he got in uh probably like March. February, March. When he got hired? Yeah. Yeah. The season ended in January. Like the whole shebang. I think I hired in December. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, December December, January. This is when he was officially hired. I, I don't think Ted Roof makes it out of this season. Their defensive coordinator. Oh, no. God, no. And I, I'm... Levy probably too. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Maybe OU fans have not had patience for a long time. And I think they should consider having some. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Is OU going to become the next Texas? I don't know. I was going to say Nebraska when they go to the sec. I think OU because they're still going to be able to get really good talent. Oklahoma, they're going to get some of Texas just because that's how it works. They're going to get enough to be really competitive because they'll find the financials. They'll just stink. They'll just they'll just be Texas. Except I think their ceiling is what Arkansas is now in the SEC. 
That's fair. Okay. Texas can go higher. So I'm going to tell you this. You know, you were talking about losing the locker room. I think if they lose to Kansas, then he will have lost the locker room. I think there's still. Then what do you do though? Because I kind of think they. I think they win the next two games. Who do they play? Kansas and Iowa State. At Iowa State, I don't think that matters. I oh at Iowa State. Yeah, right after a bye though. I don't care, man. Ames, even with this bad team, Ames is scary, man. Well, Gabriel Yo, Iowa State by then. But, Iowa but, State's only lost three games by like thirteen points. Yeah, I'm not saying they'll blow them out. I said they would win. Yeah, Iowa State's pretty salty. I'm glad that we get to play them at home for the blackout game. <laughs> yeah. Was that um, gonna be the blackout game? Yeah. Should I get tickets? Yes. Yes, you should. Because personally, the last, the only game I got to experience last year was the blackout game. I went to the TCU blackout game. One of the best experiences possible because it's everybody fills the stands. This isn't one of those games where people half-ass it. Everybody shows up dressed head to toe in in black and it gets crazy. So I will 100% recommendation that you do it, Ian. If there's a game you have to experience, it's a blackout game. Hey, um, did we ever consider that Kale Gundy getting fired after 24 years there? That's what I was going to say. Be a, oh. a problem. I thought that's he, a message board thing. That's a message board thing, but it might have some legs. Oh, I thought what you're going to say is that because OU has gone zero and two, that we legitimately bring curses onto team. Three, zero and three, zero and three. Oh, well, and there's three. also coincides with a Nebraska curse. Have you seen the records of the teams that have beaten Nebraska? Yeah. I think it's like a combined like one in nine right now. Because Northwestern is bad. Georgia Southern, I think, is the only team with a win after beating Nebraska. That's also not saying much because it's Georgia Southern. I, I will say I, I think that Cale Gundy did bring a sense of leadership. I mean, he's him and Biedenboe are the only guys left from the Lincoln Riley era. So they know those guys. So, I mean, you take away one of those guys and um, yeah, I, I, I think that, I don't know. We'll never know, but I do think that it probably rubs some people the wrong way. I mean, these are their coaches. They have three co-defensive coordinators. Everybody's in their first season. Head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and then the co-defensive coordinators that they mentioned on here, Todd Bates and Jay Valeal. So their coaching staff, I'm looking at this now. This is the coaching staff according to Wikipedia. First year, first year, first year, first year, first year. DeMarco Murray's in his third year. Titans and H-backs are in their second year. First year, first year, first year, first year, Bill Biedenbo, who's in his 10th. So this is a very green organization. Yeah. And I also think, I mean, he was their head recruiter too. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you've got a majority of guys 
where it's it's everything's fresh and new. And it's something for OU that they don't like. They always like to have at least a couple guys that have been in-house for a while, but when the majority of people are just new, it's tough. And the thing is, oh, like Ian said, and I, I know he's having to get everything together with his dog because I just won't stop barking. The thing is you can stop mean things that relate to outside. You said, you said ball earlier. And then you said green. Like if I was a dog and I heard that stuff, I'd be doing the same thing. I don't blame him. He wants to go outside and play, <laughs> but OU is really bad. Yeah. Oh, OU is very bad. And the thing is they're in a real tough spot because they could either ride out with Venables or they could go back on the hunt. And the thing is, I think if they go back out on the hunt, it's, it's going to make things worse. Yeah. I think you keep Venables unless, unless they lose every single game. That's the only way I would see them firing Venables is if they lose every single big game. Yeah. That's I'm about in the same spot unless it gets really bad. Like I, I think there's a very big shot that they lose to Kansas, but if then from say after Kansas, they just tank everything and they do not win and they do not get a thing, then yeah, then you file, then you fire Venables. But outside of that, like he needs to be there. He needs to be there for some type of stability. I think yeah. when they get a couple of seasons under the, their belt, they'll be kind of back to where they were. I just think this is a, this is a transition year of transition years when you have a nearly brand new coaching staff. So, I mean, they're going to be bad this year, but I think they'll be back. They always come back. Well, OSU doesn't have to deal with them. So, well, maybe next year, next year will be probably the last year. Cause I think at that point you'll go, I assume next year we're all in divisions. If it makes too many, in too much sense, since it's hopefully going to be 14 teams, you never know. Maybe Texas and know you do anything, but a, four, a 14 team, 14 team league would be very fun, but that means divisions. That means you're not going to have as many games. So maybe it is the last year of OU in Oklahoma state going bedlam. But if not, then it's going to be 2020. No, it's going to be 2030 or something like that. When's the next time? Yeah. Let's talk about Texas. Texas looks good, man. I mean, they are, and it's weird to say like they're the sleeper team because they have phenomenal recruiting. They've got Quinn Ewers, which within a couple of years, whenever he's going to be draft eligible, he will be the number one overall pick that kid as a freshman and red shirt freshman. Cause that's what it is. Dude is insane. And of course you've got insane talent everywhere else. I believe was it Xavier worthy at that wide receiver spot and really just got wide receivers everywhere. They've got, they've got worthy. They've got that tight end JT Sanders. Yeah. They've got, uh, the Jordan Whittington, like they're loaded yeah. with offensive weapons and not to mention Bijan and Roshan. Yeah, of course. When you got that duo at that running back spot, which both those guys are NFL bound should be NFL bound and uh, Dallas Cowboys, please take, please take Roshan Johnson. I will love you forever. They bring in a third guy too. They bring in like a smaller guy. I forget his name, but he's good too. 
Oh yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you are, when you are uh, Texas is you just have unlimited access to people, but with viewers now back out and if he stays healthy, like they are the a, team of the big 12. They're a buzzsaw now. Yeah. And I'm worried about the homecoming game. I'm worried about it. Yeah. I'm, I would favor Oklahoma state in the TCU game. I'm like, if there's a game that Oklahoma state loses, it's Texas because that deep, I think, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I think TCU is a game that we might lose to a, to a team that may not be as good as we are. It's just a combination of factors like injuries or suspension or, you know, whatever. But I think Texas may be the loss that we, that they're a better team. And, and really I can, I can only say that about two teams in the big 12 now, probably them in K state. Um, and, but the TCU game, I'm just preparing myself for us to lose. Uh, that's a game that we always lose. If we win, you know, it, it was 50, 50, I feel like. So to me, I think for one thing, I think injuries are going to be the biggest factor in these upcoming games because these past two games that we played weren't like cupcake games. It was physical. Everybody took a beating. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if Spencer's probably been hurt these past couple of days. I think most likely you have another drag them out brawl type of game against TCU. And then Texas you're going to be in it the whole time, but I think the X factor and it's a pill that I'm be honest, not a lot of people besides, I think us three right now sitting here are willing to swallow swallow. And that's Quinn Ewers is the best quarterback in the big 12. Yeah. He's better than Spencer. Yeah. I'm saying it. I mean, it's just the overall talent, the experience helps out Spencer a lot and puts him as one of the tops. That experience is something that Ewers does not have, but Ewers has the overall talent that is Phenomenal. It's second and devil's advocate devil's advocate here. Do you agree though, that Ellinger was a better quarterback than Sanders back then? Um, yeah, but it's going season by season. Well, didn't Ellinger beat us? I believe in 20, twice, yeah. twice or once. I know we've caught a couple wins against. We them. lost back to back to Texas. 2019, uh, also on homecoming. Don't forget about that. I, yeah, homecoming. Yeah. That was back in. That was in eighteen, right? Eighteen was the one I think we beat them in. Beat beat them yeah, at home. That was Kyler Murray's OU team, and then Texas was yeah. good. That would have been like. Would that have been sophomore year of Ellinger? Yeah. But, what I was, what I, my devil's advocate was, it didn't end up with anything because we lost both times. I was going to say Texas has had a better quarterback before, but but OSU's won, but they lost. <laughs> the only one, well, the only one that was. There. I don't know when the last time they saw a guy like Quinn Ewers is. I agree. I've never seen a guy like him, and I think he's going to torch Oklahoma State's defense. And I think that this homecoming is going to suck. Yeah, I agree. I. I our secondary, I mean, a lot, a lot can change, I guess, in, well, in two weeks, but because they're going to get tested against TCU. TCU's got some receivers. Quinn Johnston is a Quinn, stud. Quinn Johnston's going to murder us. 
It's weird that nine and three Alamo bowl is back, baby. We're going to the Alamo bowl. TCU might have another first round wide receiver in Quentin Johnston. That dude. I mean, he's had a quiet year until, I mean, the last game where he had what, what, like 200 yards. So that dude's back into the first round. Easy, easy back into the first round. If he keeps, I don't think he'll keep up that almost like what felt like was it 200 yards, something like that, where he was close. I don't think that'll happen. But if he can be like 80 to 100 yards a game and maybe a touchdown every couple of games, like that that dude with that body and that speed, that is back into the first round wide receiver if I've ever seen it. Kansas corners aren't great. Um, I think Muhammad is the best corner that he's played against. But we'll see. I think Jabbar Muhammad's good, man. He's a bulldog out there. Yeah, He was playing through injuries. And Texas Tech receivers are really good. And he was having to cover their best one like every single play because Corey Black literally went down in like the first play or something like early. And so, or it may have been in warmups. I don't remember. But I, I like Jabbar Muhammad. I have a lot of respect coming out of this Tech game for him. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with it. And I think, I think TCU, you come out with a close victory. And I'm, I'm talking where it might be a field goal victory. But I think Texas, I think it's still going to be a close game. But I think with Ewers and with what he's got at that QB spot, I, I've got Texas winning that homecoming. I hate saying that. But yeah. Ewers with my that. thing. My thing with TCU is they run like that basic air raid with Sonny Dykes. I mean, he's been around so long and then they have the wrinkle of Duggan can run. Well, that's how OSU plays literally like their offense is the exact same as ours. So at least our defense is, you know, prepared because that's what they see every day in practice. I mean, Sonny Dykes and Mike Gundy are around the same age. Like they, they run the same offense. It's, it's the Spider-Man meme. That's what it is. It's the spider Yeah. They're exactly like we are and they're at home and we always lose to them. We've only won there one time since they joined the big 12. Um, yeah. In Fort Worth. Well, that's the case. I think we might lose. Don't you think? I mean, they're favored. They're favored by like five like or four. six. Like oh, four. So I'm, I'm not Vandalize it at three and a half. I'm not going to go negative Nancy on, I'm going to go the benefit of the doubt on this, but I'm not being negative Nancy. I just think two Kendall Daniels being out for a half is going to stink because he's our best safety. Uh, I don't know. Taylor's Taylor's good. The human playmaker is the best safety. Yeah. Kendall Daniels though is good. And he's, he's getting better every game. Yeah. And then Um, you're going to expect more from Thomas Harper. I like Thomas Harper, but there's some moments where it's, a little sketchy. I mean, he did have that big pick against Baylor, but That's very true. Thomas Harper does come up with some big moments at, at that time. I think, like I said, if we get out of this uh, Fort Worth with a win, that was like you're playing with house money. Yeah. They maybe made a, a lot of mistakes, you know, fumbles. Maybe we return another kick or something. Uh, but no, I think we, dare I say, Texas may blow us out. If that happens, maybe I hope Gunnar Gundy's ready because <laughs> get get him on the field at some point so that way Spencer, if he's spent, then 
Gunner better get that arm ready. The, these I are think the, you're going to place. Go ahead, Ian. I'm sorry. These are going to be the two games where we find out how the season's going to go. You've been and, saying that though. You've been <laughs> saying that about the Baylor game was the Baylor game was a huge test and they passed. Yes. They can't. They that can't test. I could argue that that tech game was a test too, because of all the injuries. And then, every game is a test. <laughs> every game is a test from here on. We out. should blow. I, we should uh, blow Iowa state and West Virginia out. Oh, he's, but yeah, those two games are at home. So hopefully the only reason I, I say Gundy is going to get time. Cause if Spencer is completely spent, cause I mean, let's be honest. These two past games have been heck for him. He's been having to deal with a lot, especially when you got to deal with that front of Baylor and then tech with, with they blitz like every play. Exactly. They, they're heavy on it. So Spencer's probably beats all heck. So if it doesn't get any better, they play Kansas state the following week. Yeah. But I mean, you might at least want to try to get a little bit of a little bit of a break. So that way it's not taking more damage from Texas in which they don't have Joseph Osai like a couple of years ago, but they still got talent. I mean, mm-hmm. again, when you are Texas, you get the best of the best period. Yeah. I don't know about the rest of the season. Um, we'll assess, I guess, after each, after each week, but I'm not, I'm not excited about K state Kansas. We can beat, I mean, it'll be tough, but we can beat them. Uh, Iowa state. We can, we should beat. OU. honestly, we should beat. And then West Virginia, we should beat. I don't want to say anything about OU about this game. No, they're there. Cause you know, the history, they should beat them. They should beat them. They, sh- they but should. will they, but it's, they're bad. awful. They're so bad. When it's Bedlam, throw everything out the window, especially it's in Norman. It's in Norman this year. Yeah. It's I in Norman. Yeah. We all, we win more in Norman though. <laughs> when was the last time OSU won back to back years Bedlam? It was like when less miles. Did it. 20 years. I don't, yeah. I don't put any credence into anything when it comes to Bedlam. Cause remember once Bedlam hits, it's like we entered the twilight zone at Bedlam. So I will put no K, no credence into anything that happens once we get there, especially Dylan Gabriel's back. Cause at that point I will, I'm going to, I'm telling you Dylan Gabriel's not that good. Bro, we watched him firsthand. He was pretty dang he good. He was pretty dead gum good. And he he, uh, he but we were in the stands. Uh, we were in the stands. We were in the stands. Uh apparently a lot of people online say that he misses wide open guys all the time. But also the internet You know who also also misses <laughs> wide open guys? Every quarterback ever. Russell Wilson. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Every quarterback yeah. ever misses wide open. I could have thrown that ball to what's his face and scored a touchdown. Okay. KJ Hamler. I would have ran the ball. Yeah. I didn't watch that Thursday night game. I was doing something else. I'm glad I didn't. I was watching the Super Bowl. Xbox. No. Uh, Oh, the Seahawks. Uh, Patriots. Because you know that isn't the first time he threw it when they probably should have ran it. Man, you guys have good teams right now. You, Eagles are undefeated. Cowboys are four and one somehow. 
Hey, you guys play Sunday night. Fight it out. Oh, Cowboys are losing. Cowboys are losing. Uh, I mean, Philadelphia Eagles, yeah, cool. Dallas with with the one loss, and yet Cooper Rush, they're making him out like Jesus Christ. Cooper Rush is not that good of a quarterback. I will give him as much credit as possible. He has not lost any games, 100%. Congratulations, you didn't suck it up completely. Philadelphia is overall one of the best teams in the NFL. Philadelphia from top to bottom are phenomenal. And that's, that's why I had them as the number one team coming out of the NFC. They're barely going to lose anything this year. Cooper rush is going to get exposed against Philadelphia. He's got, I believe around like quarterback rating. It's in either right at 20 or a little bit under 20, like 22, something like that. Cooper rush is not a good quarterback. The defense for Dallas is great. Micah Parsons is playing out of his mind and showing why he was worth the pick. He, why he was at the top of his game last year because he keeps improving. Uh, Cooper Rush, though, everybody's wanting to paint him out as like he's that next great quarterback. Dude is going to get massacred. Play him over Dak is what people are saying. Yeah, those people are drunk. They are drunk. They are dumb and they are drunk. Jerry Jones is drunk. Okay. Real quick, I want to do, do a thought experiment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to name you some four and one teams. Okay. You're going to tell me if they're good or not. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll start with the AFC. This Bills. is college. Oh, NFL, 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 NFL. Bills. Good. Good. Chiefs. Good. Dallas. Frauds. Average. 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 Giants. Good. average good no brian Dave. i'm not buying in well i'll, I'll buy in because uh, you know when saquon saquon's great uh he's up there and i'll, I'll give it to brian dable he's my coach of the year like he's been insane G- give me good average ready for this the vikings average average they're four and one yeah they got killed by the eagles Maybe that's just because the Eagles are just way better than everybody. Uh, and it was only it was only a twenty four to seven loss. Yeah. Only the only reason they're at the top of their division is because I don't know what's up with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers this year. I understand they they'll don't. figure it out. I, I don't. They're know. only three and two right now. Rodgers. They play the Jets next. Rodgers shown his age this year. Well, that and he has. No Devontae Adams to cover him up to protect him. Al Lazard's all right. So is Romeo Dobbs. Like they got some all right wide receivers. But nothing compared to Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, he's doing so great shoving. Devontae Adams team is one and four. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. And he assaulted a guy. Yeah. He got charged with a misdemeanor. Dude. Yeah, that's tough. I, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I somehow think the Raiders can still pull this out. Maybe because this is their schedule. This is their schedule. Houston, new Orleans, Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Who's to say they don't go on a, Oh, and the Broncos, they play the Broncos. They also play the Seahawks. They could go on a six game run. Hey, Hey, and go seven and four. Don't count on my boy, Geno Smith, Geno Smith. Like, that dude has been insane. No, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. They lose, though. The autumn wind. 
The autumn wind is a winter. Fun. Never count out the autumn wind. Never, Never count, count out, out the autumn, autumn wind. wind. Thank you. Even though Josh McDaniels. Josh no, I will be an autumn wind defender till I die. That works. With Never me. forget. Never I, forget. There's a chance they, they, the playoffs. Never if they play their cards right, that they could they could pull some out here. They called me a madman. What does that mean? The Joker meme. They called me a madman they when I said the, a the Raiders would make the playoffs last year, and they did. Yeah. Well, that was also because they actually had a head coach that was good for the locker room. It was a good head coach. Pasaccia didn't he go to uh, the Packers? I think so. Yeah, he's with the Packers. Like that dude should have been the head coach, easy. Like in my opinion, he should have took over as the head coach. But instead, like, no, we're gonna go get a guy who already failed in the NFL, and he did it with the Broncos. So, in division failure. Tim Tebow, baby. Love me some some uh, Tim Tebow with only. And weirdly enough, All right. Manny was the most recent quarterback with the playoff win for the Denver Broncos. You all want to talk about uh, national stuff for football and then we'll wrap it up, college? Yeah. Sure. I think Tennessee is going to keep close with Bama. That's all I got for that. I don't know if I can put any faith in Tennessee. I understand completely. Hendon Hooker's good. He is. He's also 24 playing against 19 year olds, but yeah, he's good. The last time Spencer, you can say the same thing about Spencer. Yeah. 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 That's true. The last time Tennessee was good. Peyton Manning was the starting quarterback and we probably weren't alive. Peyton Manning was in his rookie year with the Colts. Yeah. They won after right after him. Yeah. I think Penn uh, State's smoking Michigan, by the way. I I agree with that. I think Penn State is good. I think Bama with Bryce Young wins, though. Give me I do, too. Tell I you do. who I would love OSU to play in, I don't care what bowl it is, Mississippi State. Mississippi State is a very fun team. That'd be cool if that could be like the Sugar Bowl, but I don't think that's going to happen. No, the best bet for that to Georgia. happen is probably the Texas Bowl yeah. or the Liberty Bowl. Do you we know? think Georgia and Bama are both going to make the playoff? At this point? Yeah. Yeah. It, if it, Alabama loses this game? Yeah, still. Yes, yeah, still. Then Tennessee is 100% losing to Georgia. Mm-hmm. The team yes. that. I want to see Oklahoma State face in a bowl game, USC. I want to see that. So I want to see oh, – well, I guess that won't happen now. I do not want to ever see Caleb Williams again. Do not put that – Yeah, on. don't put – don't you put that evil on me. Don't you put I that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Caleb Williams is great. He, he is he's going to be another phenomenal quarterback that will go to the NFL. I want another opportunity at Caleb Williams. And I, I know I'm, I'm probably the psychopath out of all of us. But – We beat him. We never have to play him again. I know, but I just feel like that was really the goal good. to never play him again. <laughs> I feel like that'd be another really good matchup again. Uh, then again, that also, I would like to see uh, an OSU Oregon game. That would be cool. Ooh. Against Bo Nix. That could happen. Yeah, in the we, Alamo could, Bowl, we could beat that guy. We Manifest could beat it. Bo Nix. This could happen in the Alamo bowl. Manifest it. 
honestly, that would not be a bad game at all. Oh, Oklahoma State versus Oregon. Ooh, that would be nice. So, so the only three games that I think we're in jeopardy of losing are TCU, K-State, and Texas. And we always beat Texas and K-State. So, I mean. I think you could make a case for us losing every game the rest of the way. Cool. No way. We're not losing to Iowa State and West Virginia. There's no way. Ian, go to therapy. Dang, man. Iowa State and West Virginia oh, oh, I'm, wait, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're right. We're going to beat Iowa State. We're going to beat Listen, West Virginia. Comes at home. No, you're right. You're right. I've been hanging out. I've been hanging out too much with. Um, Kansas is not great. I love Kansas. I'm the one that was saying five wins, which they got. Well, five no. I don't. We can beat them pretty, at Kansas? pretty handily. Yeah, they only have twenty five thousand people. It also depends on if Jalen Daniels is back. Yeah, if even if he is, Floyd, we can beat them. Their defense is not good. Their defense I'm not is saying not that good. They, by the way, I'm not saying that they will. I'm saying I can make a case for every. Like I can come with a reason for every time they lose. If, if Kansas is rocking Bean Boy, then I, I'm going to be taking Oklahoma State, Mister Bean. That boy, Bean. and then we. I think we blow OU out. If that happens, I'm manifesting that. I'm manifesting that. That'd be great if that happens. And then, yeah, K-State's going to be tough because Texas Tech, Sir Roderick, I'm sick of hearing that guy's name. He ran all over us, and K-State is better at running than Tech is. Can we talk about the announcers for that game real quick? I did not like Eric Collins or Devin Gardner in that game at all. I didn't watch it on TV. It wasn't even a bias thing. Like they were, they just weren't good. I did not like them. And it wasn't, there was some dude that was just like, man, they were so biased. And then some Texas tech guys said that they were really biased toward OSU. So I was just, I, dude, Tessator, Tessator was so biased towards Texas. It was insane. Well, they were the only one doing some. So in the, in the Oklahoma state tech broadcast, I felt like it was really biased towards Oklahoma state, which I, Sometimes I like, but then there's some points where I'm just like, all right, just, just keep it neutral, please. I'd, I'd rather you neutral. Texas would get a first down and Tessitore would go crazy. And then early in that game, OU dropped a pick and it was just like, Oh, Woody Washington had a chance to pick it off there. <laughs> Tessitore just went bonk city for Texas. <laughs> yeah. Dude. LSU, Florida. Joe Tess is going over there. That's a fun game. Prepare for chaos. That's a classic Joe test game, Joe test game. And that's just going to be all over the place. It's going to be bonkers. But K state, uh, I don't know. I think, I, we can, I, I think we can contain it. Adrian Martinez. If we get blown out though, by Texas Gundy off of a loss is like one of the best coaches in the history of the big 12. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm going to take a I'm I'm looking at something real quick. I know that... You know what? Levi's kind of convinced me. I think we beat TCU Saturday. Dang it, it's in Philadelphia. Uh, I was, oh, this game? No. Oh. Uh, what I was going to throw to y'all, and unfortunately I can't because... Uh, because location uh because of course 
we usually can't do anything on the weekends because of whether I have to work or y'all have stuff to do. Uh, I was trying to find another game for us to where we could all go. And my brain automatically said army Navy. Uh, it's oh. in Philadelphia. So we can do that. Uh, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think we're going to be TCU. T- Levi's got me full on around now. I think TCU and then you lose to Texas. I think it's 50 50 against TCU. Yeah. That's why. I'm and then I think it's 50 50 against K State. Texas, I think we're losing because they're a better team. That's, that's why I've got if, it's, if we win against Tech, it's by a field goal or it's, or it's going to be something like maybe only a touchdown. It's going to be really close. But I, I do have winning TCU and then losing to Texas. And it's going to be on the back of when you were going up. Well, my thing, though, is my thing, though, is this. Quinn Ewers doesn't play defense. And they gave up 37 to Texas Tech. That's true. And I think Spencer Sanders is a lot better than Donovan Smith. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And we'll have Braden Johnson back by then. Well, my thing is, I think I think Spencer's going to be able to keep up. Again, with what Spencer lacks in talent, he makes up for with being the veteran, with all the knowledge and the experience. He makes up for in that. So I think they're going to be able to keep neck and neck. And, and Gundy's going to – he's so good at when they play against really good quarterbacks, keeping the ball out of their hands. They figured that out in the second half of the Tech game where like they were getting torched in the first half. So they just like ran the ball a lot more. So to keep the ball out of Morton's hands, I think they're going to, I think Gundy can scheme up something to keep the ball out of viewers hands as much as possible. Which that's my only thing is going to be the defense defense to me is what will determine that game. And if the defense ain't checked in for Oklahoma state, it's going to be really tough unless Spencer just has a Heisman game and he throws for like 300 plus yards, rushes for hundred plus touchdowns. Dom rich turns in one of the best performances of his career. Like unless that happens and the defense just doesn't show up. Like that's the only way you see. I need that. I need that against K state. Yeah. Mm You kind of need it for all your big games from here on out. You just need like solid performances. No, if we get through K state with a win, I firmly believe we're winning out. Who, who, not OU game still. Dude, we're not losing to OU. They're terrible. They're so bad. Again, I'm I'm not gonna put I know the I know the game. I know the the whole thing with Bedlam. Trust me, yeah. I know. This is the yeah. worst OU team since ninety-eight. This is the worst OU team since ninety-eight. Just didn't 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 OSU lose that game in ninety-eight? Probably because OSU was really, really bad too, but just They're so bad. They literally rushed three guys, and those three guys are not good. Like, they can't get any pressure. I, and then – so they, they do that because they try to drop another guy back in coverage, and their safeties and corners suck. Dude, you can, you can give me all the, the logic and all the facts in the world, and I will just look at you dumbfounded knowing what the record is and how this game works. You can tell me everything and I can absolutely agree with you, but
but I still think we lose somehow, some way. I think that there's a 10% chance OU beats us. And that's the highest percent chance OU has of beating anybody outside of Iowa state and West Virginia. I give a, I give them 50. only because of Medlam. I give them 50. No way. There's no way. If we lose to 50, OU this 50 year, chance, I'm telling if you, if we that's... lose to OU this year, then Gundy does Gundy does not deserve to be here anymore. And I love Gundy. I feel like they're going to turn it around somehow. I don't know. There's just it. There's something. They might, I and then I'll know. change my tune. If they turn it around, then I'll change my tune. The OU team that I've seen is terrible. I 100% agree. OU is awful. But again, I will not ever discredit the mojo of Bedlam. There's something around Bedlam where there's even been some really bad OU teams in the past that can somehow churn out victories against Bedlam. There, it's Again, Bedlam is just one of those things where all factors go out the window, in my opinion. There's something about it that can change the tide for anybody. So at the current moment, I've still got it to where it could be a 50-50 thing depending on how things turn. Logically, Oklahoma State should be able to go out there and get a victory, and that's even with Gabriel trying to keep them in the game. But, again, I'm not going to put any cater credence towards anything that happens until we get close enough. If, say, Gabriel is still in but he's not playing that great because he's still kind of feeling some injuries, then I might favor Oklahoma State. But at the same time, with o- OU having the back catalog, I have to favor OU. It's it's if we go chalk. If we go chalk and we look at the back catalog of chalk, uh, it, it's OU is most likely going to be favored in that matchup, even with the back. I think OU will be lucky if they make a bowl. And that wouldn't surprise me either. I, I, again, again. I am not against you here, but also when it comes to Bedlam, all factors go off the board. And it's weird saying that because you're like, no, it shouldn't. It's football. There's the vibe of Bedlam. It's the same thing. No, I agree. It's the same thing with Red River, man, where I I chunk a lot out the board because things get weird. It's, it's like the, it's like the, uh, what is it? The Bermuda triangle of football. That's what it is. The Bermuda triangle of football. Yeah. Well, I think let's, that's a good note to end it. Um, so uh, that's Levi. You can sign us out. I'm ready to go get supper, man. I, I'm i starving. So, yeah. I have to feed my dogs. Dad, <laughs> dumb it. I'm done. Bye. I'm done. <laughs> Shut right. up. Well, that's, that's it for episode nine of the IPL podcast. Uh, I assume we'll probably try to do something like this next week again for episode 10. Or if not, we might get together. I don't know. We haven't figured it out yet. But whenever, whenever we figure out what we'll do for episode 10, we'll do the usual updated on social media and things like that. But for Ian Nickel, Parker Terrell, I'm Levi Peck and Paul. Have a great morning, day, or evening, whatever time it is. Later. Later.